Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend. Welcome into the conversation. And this is one of those conversations that really was not on the docket, wasn't really on my schedule. It was tucked away in the background of my mind, and I thought I would get to this someday. But after a conversation this morning with my wife about spells and Halloween, I thought it was a perfect add-on in this series on manifestation. In addition to spells, I'm going to talk about prayers, affirmations, invocations, and incantations, as well as the manifestation technique, scripting, or storytelling. Now, in my mind, they're all the same, and they rely on the principle of law of attraction, based on what we're focusing on, how we focus our attention, and our vibration is what we attract into our life. And so speaking into existence with a spell, a prayer, an invocation, or incantation is really all the same. We just call it different things, but it's the same principle. In the early 90s, I began studying Wiccan and ritual magic. I was curious about it. I wanted to see what the principles were, what did it involve. And over the years, I've studied all different kinds and facets of spiritual life and religion, But in studying Wiccan Wiccan practices, it didn't take me long to realize that uh, the rituals and the spells were simply tools to focus our own intention, to focus our energy. The power really has always lied with us. We are God's incarnate. We are made in the image of God. We have the same powers. And Jesus said, all these things that I can do, you can do and more. Since I talked about Christ, since I talked about Christianity in a way, I know many Christians are are very adept at demonizing spells and Wiccan and the occult practices. But when you really take a look at the practical application of it all, it's really all the same. We just look at it from different perspectives. If you've ever asked someone to pray for you, It's essentially asking them to cast a spell on your behalf, to appeal to a deity to intercede in your earthly matters on your behalf. And then over the years, I've probably attended at least three dozen different church, uh, Christian church services, different churches, different factions or denominations within the Christian religion, Catholic, non-denominational, Protestant, you name it. And Every one of those ceremonies, every one of those worship sessions began with an invocation, actually invoking the presence of Christ, invoking or calling up a deity to take part in the ceremony, which is witchcraft. It's the same practices that occur in paganism. Many people aren't aware that when Constantine, the Roman emperor, began to promote Christianity to shift the Roman uh, culture into the Christian religion, and he established the Catholic Church, they borrowed a lot of practices, appropriated a lot of practices from paganism to make people feel more comfortable. In fact, December 25th, Christmas, was actually a pagan holiday that was adopted by the Christians. 
because no one really knew what day Christ was born, so why not pick a, a holiday that was already celebrated and just shift the focus? Well, let's get back to spells, prayers, and affirmations. It's all about speaking into existence, speaking and creating your reality based on your word. Now, words alone don't create, so we have to attach belief and faith behind the words, which is the vibration, the emotional background, the emotional support of those words or the the emotions that are evoked from the words or the story that's being told is the power of the manifesting power of attraction. In 1995, Dr. Larry Dossey wrote a book or released a book called Healing Words, The Power of Prayer and Medicine. And in that book, he had a number of studies, clinical studies that were cited that compared the effectiveness of prayer on healing. And they found that prayer works. When someone is prayed for, when there's an intention for healing that is sent to a person, on average, they heal 80% faster than people that are not prayed for. And you might be saying, well, those were prayers that brought God into the picture. But that isn't always the case. There have been many studies where just focused thought, focused intention, healing thoughts, healing energy directed towards someone else. You see, it's all energy. And like I said before in the last podcast, the fastest thing in the universe is consciousness. And so when you engage in a conscious focused thought that is backed with energy, backed with vibration, backed with emotion, it permeates the universe instantaneously in all directions. But as I've said before, each of us has a specific vibratory signature. And so I can think of a particular person, send them energy, send them a prayer of healing, a spell of healing, an incantation for healing to take place and it will find that person. Now, it's important to note that we cannot influence directly the life of another person, the conscious choice of another person, but as long as the other person is open to receive, then those healing thoughts, that healing energy is made available to them. And just like our manifestations, a big part of it not only is it sending out the intention and backing it with the the appropriate vibratory energy, but we also have to be open to receive. Because, my friend, if the cup is not empty, no drink can be poured. Now, again, comparing prayer and spells, what I find interesting that in the Wiccan religion, um, they don't allow children and beginners to really do spell casting. They want you to be grounded in the fundamentals, be to know what you're doing, to be conscious of the intentions or the energy that you're putting out. Yet in the Christian religion, it's encouraged that everybody, as young as you can get them, to, to say a prayer, to, to start praying. As a kid, I was encouraged to pray, especially before you go to bed. I can remember specifically praying in earnest when I was in the second grade for the affection of a particular girl in my class. I won't name her name because I certainly don't want to embarrass her. But uh, for a while, she liked me. She liked me. She was my friend. And then for some reason, 
Her, you know, how old was she? Seven, six. Her attentions went elsewhere. And I was devastated. So I began praying for the return of her affection and attention. And I can remember just over and over and over again, asking for the power of God to, to intervene on my behalf. And you want to know what? It worked. For the next three months, she was my best friend. She had my, I had her attention. I had her affection. And then suddenly, nothing. And frankly, I let it go. I was more intrigued with the fact that it worked. The event, the circumstance really solidified for me that the power of prayer was something real. But then when I was in my teens and I began studying hypnosis and learned about the power of suggestion and focused intention and how it can impact the body, our mind, and our behavior, I realized that our focused attention is as powerful or the same as prayer. It can create the same results. And then in my early 20s, I had a psychic tell me that I had healing hands. And so, power of suggestion possibly, but I began studying energetic healing. I began to work with my energetic system, which in turn opened up my intuition and my ability to perceive information beyond uh, the locality or that was non-local. So we have local information, which is your subconscious mind, your own experiences, and then non-local information that is outside of you or outside of your immediate environment. But it was that process of honing in to my intuition, tuning in to the different frequencies, the different energetic signatures that were out there in the universe that my intuition amplified. And also I began to perceive and know that everyone is always transmitting thoughts, telepathy. They're always transmitting. You cannot not communicate. And I have to tell you something that uh, perhaps part of my spiritual egotism as I developed this skill, I would tell people, I would tell people I would date. I'd tell people I would just meet, you know, that I was psychic and that I could perceive things, see things that, you know, they wanted to hide. And it really creeped people out. They they thought that they were invisible for the most part, that they were hiding a lot. But when I admitted that I could see things that a lot of people couldn't see or were not aware of, then I could feel the wall come up. I could feel the defenses, you know, put in place. The armor was there to protect themselves. And it was counterproductive. And so over the years, I began holding back the the revelation that I had psychic ability or psychic uh, gifts, not gifts, skills. You know, it's called gifts, but everyone has the ability to develop the skill of intuition, to become psychic. It does take a practice. It's tuning in to your own uh, receiver, your own inner receiver. And learning to delineate and differentiate the different frequencies and how to interpret energy. Now, this skill is very much a part of manifesting to learn to consciously create your reality. Because as you set out your intention and you align your vibratory frequency with that, you start to receive information. You'll receive guidance on the next step to take to bring you closer, the next rendezvous, the you receive information. And that reception is a manifestation in and of itself. It's in alignment with your 
predominant question. It's in alignment with the intention and the vibration that you're sending out. And this is where I'd like to tie the spells and prayers back into, you know, the manifestation process is that when we create a spell or create a prayer or utter a prayer with faith and belief behind it, it taps into a similar thought form. Every thought that's ever been thought is still out there in the universe. It doesn't not dissipate. So thoughts of a similar vibration will conjugate into a thought form. These thought forms are curated by the law of attraction. And this is why if we think thoughts of positivity or thoughts of abundance for just a very short time, a focused period of time, then we start attracting similar thoughts and that that whole energy expands and we start gaining momentum because we become a magnetizing force for all the other thoughts that are associated with a particular thought, say, positivity or abundance. This points to the real power behind a prayer or a spell, because it's not just the words that are uttered, not just the prayer, but when it's backed with that belief and faith, it becomes a magnetizing force for the other thoughts, the other vibratory energy that's out there that's also aligned with that spell, that prayer, or incantation. And then when we combine that with invoking the power and love of God, God is all it is, or we invoke our higher self to assist us in fulfilling our intention. We bypass any belief that's there that we're not all that powerful. But the thing is, is we are that powerful. That's the gift. That's the message. Just by our design, we are God's incarnate. We have the ability to create our reality. But there's a safety valve there. If you have any doubt that that's true, then you just simply invoke a higher power to assist you. And so what we're doing is we're engineering our way around any of the the fault lines or the, the resistance that we have inside. And speaking of resistance, if you have any resistance inside you that perhaps you're not deserving enough or perhaps you might be asking too much of the universe to fulfill on your intention, then you just kind of throw it out there, asking a higher power that the most benevolent outcome be fulfilled, the most benevolent outcome for all concerned. That way you're not being stingy or selfish. Now, we really haven't touched upon the idea of scripting in this episode, but I've, I've addressed it in the past, and perhaps I'll re-release that episode in this series so it's uh, nearby, you know, this episode. But essentially, scripting is telling the story of how you want it to be. And it's a prayer, it's a spell, you know, you could call it an invocation, In fact, this is my favorite invocation. After you tell the story of how you want it to be, I invoke the miraculous. It's based on the idea that I received from my grandmother when she was open to receive guests. She would leave the front door open. The screen door would be shut, but the front door would be open. And that was a signal to the neighbors that she was available for conversation and coffee. And so in my mind, when I invoke the miraculous, and the miraculous is something more amazing, more fantastic than you can currently conceive of, that's the miraculous. 
And so when I invoke the miraculous, I'm opening up the door of possibility. So I tell the story of how I want it to be. I script it, how perfectly it is from my perspective. But again, all you can see is all you can see. I can't see all the details out there. And maybe, just maybe, even though it seems grand to me at the moment, I'm thinking too small. So I open up the door for the miraculous. And I say this, based on my current perceptions, this is the intention that I'm putting out, but I'm open for something even more miraculous, something more fantastic than I can currently conceive of to show up. So what this does, it allows you to create an intention based on your your current perception of what might be possible, but you're open to something even more amazing, more fantastic, more incredible than you can currently conceive of to show up. Now, I think it would be irresponsible of me to leave you with the idea that spells are exactly the same as prayers. They are the same constituents. They are the same process, yet there are negative spells. There are negative prayers, negative intentions. And when I say negative, it's just less than desirable circumstances that show up as a result of whatever is thrown out there. And this is where you can rely on law of attraction. But not only law of attraction, but your intuition in interpreting the energy of what is showing up in response to the spell, the prayer, the incantation, or the invocation. And if you find yourself on the receiving end or in the midst of a negative circumstance, how you shift it is with love. One thought of unconditional love is more powerful than a thousand thoughts of a lower nature. So the more you can focus on unconditional love and by consequence invite in similar thoughts of higher vibratory rates, you open up possibility you become a transformational force for the universe to tap into because you are also tapping into that unlimited source of God, goddess, all that is. And we'll dive deeper into this in the next episode on aligning your vibration with source. And my friend, I hope it's not a plot spoiler, but that's exactly how you align your vibration to begin attracting everything you want into your life. So hopefully this episode has prompted you to think more about spells, prayers, incantations, invocations, just the spoken word, speaking out into the universe, that you are that powerful, you have the creative force within you, and it is through your focus and your intention, your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Dano-V urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 